all of our readings today speak about living in the light of the resurrection. They're meant to give us an eternal perspective to see how the choices we make in this earth have immense consequences for eternity. I think it's so beautiful that these readings actually line up with the beginning of our annual stewardship renewal that we're kicking off here at St. Rose, because being stewards is all about how do we use the things we're given in this time for God and responsibly. This weekend, I'm going to preach about stewardship a little bit this morning, and then this week, we'll get our annual report in the mail. Next weekend, we'll hear a testimony from some of our parishioners, and then two weekends from now, we'll have our commitment weekend, where I invite everyone to to physically come forward and to offer your pledge of of stewardship in whatever way you're called to, uh, together as a faith community. We'll do that together the weekend before Thanksgiving. Every fall we have this annual stewardship renewal, and it's a time where we really reflect as a community on what it means for us to be stewards. But to be honest, it's a little odd, isn't it? Like, we take these three weeks in the fall talk about something so important about our discipleship of Jesus, and then we just kind of like move on the rest of the year. I mean, it's almost like, you know, when you're doing yard work, you you bust out your yard work gloves from the garage, you put them on, you rake the leaves, you clean up the yard, pick up the twigs, all kinds of work outside, take the gloves off, put them back in the garage, they're there until next year. It feels a little bit like for stewardship, we put on the stewardship gloves we do some like talks and some stuff and fill out some forms, and then it's like, okay, done until next November. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> because we know that really stewardship continues. Stewardship is meant to be a profound and radical choice that we make every day. Stewardship is a choice to see our lives and everything in them as gifts of God for which we're responsible, living in the light of the resurrection. And it's true, we certainly need to focus on things like utilizing our talents and contributing to the financial needs of our parish and the wider community and thinking about how to give the gift of the sacrifice of our time for other people. But at the heart of it all is is a much wider perspective that we are called by Jesus to be his disciples and we're called to give him whatever he asks, whatever the cost because he's purchased for us a kingdom. We're preparing to live in the resurrection of glory. And we want to be stewards of whatever he wants to give us and whatever he calls us to give to him. Everything. I wrote in the bulletin this weekend a story that just constantly amuses me from Tracy Earl Welliver. Tracy is a Catholic speaker who visits a lot of Catholic parishes and dioceses. He talks about stewardship And apparently he was giving a conference at a parish one time where he was emphasizing the point over and over again that we need to give everything to God. He used the parable of the pearl of great price to illustrate that. And you remember this parable, it's where the merchant stumbles upon this immense pearl, this incredible jewel that he's never seen the likes of. And he goes and he sells all of his stock to purchase that one pearl. 
and it's worth it. And Jesus says that is the kingdom of God. It's worth giving everything in our lives to have Christ and his kingdom. Everything is worth giving up for this one incredible gift. So he emphasizes that over and over again, you know, uh, to give 100% of our lives to God. And when, when he sits down, one of the parish leaders stands up as a follow-up and says, listen, everyone, wasn't that just a beautiful talk? But, but let's remember <clears throat> that God's really only asking us to give 10%. Tracy just like falls out of his chair, like, thank you for the support here, you know. But it's so true, right? Like, it's not just a portion of our lives or a little bit or this or that. It's like, God's given us a kingdom, and we want to give Jesus Christ everything that he wants. Everything and anything. And we're all called to be stewards in different ways of the gift of our lives on this earth. I want to share with you a few examples of the ways that we can be stewards that maybe are a little bit surprising or unusual, but they're really important. First of all, I think of the example of the Maccabean martyrs in the first reading. This is the second century before Christ. The Jewish people were being persecuted by the Seleucids. These seven brothers are being tortured in prison and put to death one by one. And they've got nothing in their lives. They're chained. They've got no money, no clothes. They've got nothing. But you know what? They are stewards. They're stewards of their faith. Their torturers are trying to get them to eat pork in violation of the law of Moses. They're like, come on, just just eat this and you'll go free. You'll be fine. Just eat this and you'll be fine. Stop resisting. And they say, no, I am not going to give up my faith. I believe in the one true God. And though you may cut off my tongue, cut off my hands, like, take them, so be it. I'm going to get them back in the resurrection. And all their enemies, the king's servants, are just like, amazed at their strength. They're stewards of their faith. They make sure that that their faith is protected and strong. They're ready to give back to God in their belief. And that's an incredible kind of stewardship, the stewardship of our faith. Second example, a more modern example. There was a young teenager in Milan, Italy, named Carlo Acutis. He's now known as Blessed Carlo Acutis. He'll one day be a saint. He died in 2006 of leukemia. He was 15 years old. And his story is incredible. Part of that story was that he's just, in many ways, a normal teenager. Like many of our teens here, he he had friends, he wore sneakers, he went to school, he had a family, did lots of normal, normal things. He played video games, he loved video games like Halo, Pokemon, Super Mario all things I played in the early 2000s as well. But he realized that even though he loved video games and so did his friends, he realized that so quickly they would enslave him. He could just play for a whole day and just the whole day would blow by without like doing anything really good. So he chose to be a steward of his time by limiting himself to just one hour a week. That's it. He constrained himself because he was living in the light of the resurrection. Didn't even know he had such a short time on earth left, but he was a good steward of his time, and he used the leftover time 
for things like volunteering, helping the homeless, praying. He even built a website documenting all of the Eucharistic miracles around the world. It's still online. You can look at it. It's an incredible resource to see the power of God in the, in the Eucharist. He did all this at 15 because he was a steward of the time God gave him. Blessed Carlo. Third example. This comes from our own community of St. Rose of Lima. On Friday, we had 17 couples come to the Cana dinner. 16 married and one engaged couple. We were up at Cedar Home for just a, a beautiful night of a meal, prayer, presentation, the, the renewal of vows. These couples were stewards of their vocations. God called them into the vocation of marriage and family life. And they could have done all kinds of things on Friday night, all kinds of good things, fun things, but they chose, because they're living in the light of the resurrection, to do something to enrich the sacrament of matrimony they share. All of us have vocations. All of us are called to be stewards of them and to enrich the vocations God has given us. It's an incredible stewardship. And by doing it, we, we prepare for eternity now. We're living in the light of the resurrection. This week, all of us should really ponder with the Holy Spirit how God calls us to be responsible stewards of the gifts of our lives. How are we stewards of our time, stewards of our relationships? How are we stewards of our families and our homes, our jobs and our workplaces? How are we stewards of all the many gifts God has given us? How are we stewards as well of our hearts? The thing God's after most in our lives, God's after our hearts. He wants you. He wants wants your deepest, most profound being. He's in love with you. How are we stewards of our hearts? What do we let into our hearts? How do we give our hearts or hold them back? How do we share our hearts or keep them for ourselves? That's an important stewardship. And how are we stewards of others' hearts? This is also profoundly important. How am I a steward of someone else's heart, their deepest self? You know, with with a single little deed or a single little word, we can crush someone's heart. We can break their hearts. And with a single word or a single deed, we can also choose to heal someone's heart to restore them by our love. That's a stewardship. One final story about this I just want to share briefly is that, you know, a few months ago, a woman from our parish, one of our parishioners, was at daily mass. I think it was a Friday morning, 8 a.m. daily mass. We have about 50 people in this huge church. And she told me afterward that I saw her sitting next to a a gentleman who who was new. She said, Father, I went to go sit next to that guy. I saw this new person I didn't know come in the church. And even though she was sitting over here and he's sitting over here, like she crossed over from where she was to sit next to him at an 8 o'clock a.m. daily mass so he wouldn't be alone. She introduced herself she, to spend time with him in prayer. 
And when she told me that story, I was just rejoicing in the Lord because I was like, Lord, you're making our parish family stewards of other people's hearts. Like, who knows when someone comes into this church where their heart's at, what they're carrying, what they're suffering, who knows what brought them here. And to, to notice that, I don't know this person, this person's new, but I want to be near to him. I want to spend time with, I want to pray for you. I, I don't want you to be alone. That's an incredible stewardship of other people's hearts. All of us can do that in different ways. Not one of us here can say, I don't have any gifts, or I don't have anything to steward. Not true. None of us can say that. All of us here are loved and blessed by God, who loves your heart, who died and rose for your heart to rise, who has bought for you and I a kingdom that will never end, a kingdom of love where all hearts are one in the great infinite heart of God. This week, brothers and sisters, let's ask for the grace from God to know how we're called to be stewards that live in the light of the resurrection. How are we called to use what we have now, even our hearts, our very selves, for God? Not just for this world, but for the world that will not end. May Christ in this Eucharist strengthen us and give us wisdom to live in the light of the resurrection.